This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. In today's episode of Hear Me Out CC podcast, I'm going to be interviewing David Edgington, who is the co-founder of the Deaf Gym and also a personal trainer as well. And I thought it was going to be very interesting to chat to him this time via email because he is severely profoundly deaf. And just to understand more about him, his upbringing and being a deaf personal trainer or PT and the journey he took towards kind of starting his own business and having a gym catering for deaf people. It's not something that a lot of people think about. You can see all the other gyms existing, just for example, for women or for wheelchair users and everything, but people don't really think about deaf gym and deaf personal trainers. And also, people don't think that a hearing person can benefit from having a deaf PT as well. So stick around, and I'm going to be talking to David Edgington, where we just talk via email, as I mentioned. So I just thought I'd start off the whole conversation by asking him about his background, his deaf journey, his upbringing, and the challenges that he faced along the way. And this is what he said, quote, I am severely profoundly deaf. I have absolutely no hearing in one ear and severe in the other. I was born deaf. It is a sensory neural deafness and I wear one digital hearing aid in my good ear. The hearing aid picks up all the background noise in speech too, but it's okay. I regard myself as bilingual as I'm equally comfortable to converse in English and British Sign Language, but the main challenge is the daily communication barrier that I face and many other people face as well. The hardest part is when they found out that I can speak well and they naturally want to speak fast to me because they think I can hear better with the hearing aids, which of course is not true. Obviously, they have no basic understanding in deafness. Naturally, over time, I got used to this everyday, daily, basic stuff. Speak to people normally and I have to adapt to match people's mood and attitude and this is where I got good at adapting with people and I can interact with them well, but it depends on their, quote, communication attitude. Like, if they're being rude or on a cooperative because I'm being forced to listen and I gave my full attention to the person, then no. They simply can't do it to find a way to communicate with us. So I adapt in my own way as well. End quote. I think obviously it's something that we all face as a deaf person, the barriers and people just assume. Because you have a hearing aid, you can talk normally. Because you can speak well and you're deaf, you can talk normally. But definitely not true. And I think it's just another case study of like, it happens to everyone. And uh, that's the whole point of doing this, just to make sure that it's not all of that simple as someone in a hearing aid doesn't mean that you can act as, quote, normal. So it's true. There is a general everyday life communication barrier happening and people assume that it's difficult to be a personal trainer if you can't communicate. So I asked David about that, whether is it difficult to have a deaf PT? And this is what he said, quote, Since when I was a child, I was diagnosed LPD, which is Language Processing Disorder, and Behavior Problem, which is 
mainly temper issue that I find it difficult to express myself and it's extremely difficult because of LPD. My parents put me in six different schools trying to get me the best education for me. From the last two schools that I went to, deaf schools, first one was in Maryhair School in Newbury and the second one was St John Boston Spa in Weatherby. That is when I first discovered the deaf word and sign language as well and since then my learning skill and communication skills have improved massively. Fast forward to college, I studied art and photography but shortly after I realised my passion wasn't there. After a few months of no study or job, I saw a ledger centre, I took a little tour in a gym and I signed up to be a gym membership. I haven't got a clue what to do with like how many ways should I be doing and how many reps and what kind of sets should I be doing. I guess watch the people to see how they do it, what technique they use, the form they use and I learnt it like that. Eventually I got good at it and my physique improved. This made me realise deaf people should be you know having access to this as well and they would be struggling with this and not knowing what to do and how to improve their fitness and health. And that's how I find my passion. So I ask a PT, how do I become a PT, a personal trainer? And by the way, I am deaf. But what he said to me is something that I'll never forget. He said, quote, oh, you can't be a personal trainer because you can't hear. And at that point, this is where I realised I'm going to prove the word wrong. That I can be a personal trainer. And just because of poor accessibility doesn't mean that that should stop me. I went back to college for the last time to study level 2 and level 3 personal trainer and it was such an incredibly hard course despite my LPD but I was the top student and passed my course. So I was over the moon that I became a qualified personal trainer. I started to look for a gym job but found out all interviews failed because of their doubt in me thinking I couldn't be able to communicate or I would scare the clients away and it will affect their business. That's been ongoing for four to five years to get that gym job and until in 2017 I finally got offered to work in a gym job called Exercise for Less in Bradford. About a year working in there absorbing all the experience that I have learned I felt ready to start run my own company the Deaf Gym. End quote. Here's a classic one, isn't it? It's something that I hear as well is that you can't be this because you can't hear it, but you, you, know, you can't do that job. It's impossible. And it's something that is not just classic, but also quite ignorant. But I love the fact that he proved him wrong. And I love the fact that it kind of spurred him on as well. That really pushed him. And he was like, I'm going to so prove you wrong and you're going to eat your words. And I like that. I like that a lot. So I asked David, in his experience, has he seen other deaf people working out in a gym consistently? And if not, why not? And I also talked about his business and how obviously running a business is challenging but rewarding. So what was it like within the deaf community when they heard about the deaf gym? So this is what he said, quote, I have seen a few serious deaf gym goers but not really enough deaf community 
are getting enough regular exercise because of the communication barriers facing in the industry. Unfortunately, more than 9 out of 10 British people do not know more than two words of British Sign Language. And also, a Sign Health Statistics report have shown that deaf people have a higher percentage of mental and health problems compared to hearing people due to lack of poor treatment in NHS and GP and lack of accessibility and this is especially the case in the fitness industry. So currently I'm developing an e-learning gym sang language course to promote awareness to all fitness industry to why deaf awareness and sign language can attract more deaf people, more non-verbal or Down syndromes or people with autism or cerebral palsy or trauma or brain disorders or speech disorders clients to your gym. Whatever it is, you can attract more of them to your gym. And this is particularly for those whose attention spans may be very short or language is very limited. Having these communication tools like fan language can help them massively. The reaction I get from the deaf community when they heard about the deaf gym is like a big phew feeling, like finally. And asking us so many questions like how do I lose fat belly and anything around those kind of simple fitness and health related questions but they missed out on all information because there's no one to kind of communicate with them about that. And in the UK there is around 20 to 25 deaf PT compared to there are thousands and thousands of hearing PT so it's a big gap so of course it's very rewarding and challenging to run this business but I'm excited I'm looking forward to it end quote imagine that 20 to 25 deaf PT and you know that's nothing that is nothing at all and there's nothing that say that we shouldn't have more of them of course we should have more of them we should definitely have more to cater to more people and the gym would benefit from that if they're worried about losing clients. No, hopefully this will get the message out there where more people will hear about it, more gym company will consider that option. Maybe this podcast will give them that kind of inspiration as well. So that is something that I hope that this podcast can do is to tell people that we need more deaf PT and we need more people to you know, be aware that Deaf people have a serious issue when it comes to accessing information to improve their health. Yes, you can see online and whatever, but don't forget, not all deaf people can understand the English written word if their first language is sign language. So when you have sign language interpretation, that makes it a lot easier as well. I did ask David though, is that mean, you know, does that mean he can't be a PT for hearing customers? And if you can, how do you do that and how can he make that work so that they can also get the most out of their expertise? And I also ask him about, you know, whether it's beneficial to have a deaf-only gym and anything about having those hearing gym around the world, how can they make it more deaf-friendly as well? And this is what he said, quote, I can train with hearing clients, but it was a bit difficult because they don't slow their speech down for me because they think I can hear better, or they feel uncomfortable because I am deaf. Most people think that being a deaf trainer is inability to hear, but I do not need to hear it. I have an ability to see it, to visualize the changes their body can make 
and work with their ability. And what I'm saying is that as myself as a deaf personal trainer, there is a big advantage because I have an eyesight that allows me to have a wide peripheral vision and allow me to see the finer details on the human body and understand how the body works for each individual. So give us a chance to work and train with you. You'll be surprised what we can do. And as for gyms being adapted to minority groups, yeah, you're right about that. I think it will be definitely very beneficial to have deaf people in gym. But the problem is deaf community is very well spread apart and I can't expect them to travel to all the way to get to the gym to work out and go home. That's not possible. But I am currently trying to get a gym place to make it more inclusive to everyone where hearing people and deaf people can interact, communicate and work out together. So that could work. So I'm hoping to be the first deaf fitness industry in the UK. We'll see about that. For the fitness professional, I do recommend that they learn the basic gym sign language. And I think that will happen a lot. And this is what I'm doing as well with my e-learning course. They can check that out. That will be launching very soon. But learning gym language, gym sign language will be very, very good for them. They can access to more clients because they can communicate with each other and help them to get what they need done. So hopefully they can uh, take that on board as well. End quote. I do hope that more deaf people will be encouraged to try personal training, especially the one by, by David, if it's an online thing. And I have a feeling that it is in demand. And uh, if David's going to be among the first deaf fitness instructor, then that's great. And I will embed a video in the show notes. There's a video that David demonstrates 15 basic gym sign language signs. So make sure you check that out if that's relevant to you. I'll put it in the show notes, the link in, in the description as well. So to round it up, as always, I'd like to kind of quick fire question for him. And uh, this is the first question I ask him, which is, what's the worst thing people have said to you about your deaf identity? And this is what David said, quote, The worst thing people have said to me is that you don't look deaf. You don't ever need to tell a a deaf person you don't look deaf because how could you look deaf? Carry a gramophone and have them around you or have ears of some type it looks differently or I have to have some kind of tattoo on my forehead? No. End quote. What's the worst thing about being deaf? And this is my next question to David and this is what he said, quote. The worst thing would be my hearing aid that aren't being helpful as I'm not hearing much as I used to hear back then. It doesn't matter what is my actual level of hearing is with my hearing aid, I still don't ever have quite the ability to judge this input in the same way hearing people can. Loudness is one of the more obvious examples. Hearing aids in particular tend to just amplify everything to the same extent. So although I might be able to tell if a person is some kind of frat party noisy kind of style or is in a place where it's like a really quiet library, I don't really have anything more subtle to work with. There's no in-between kind of thing. This is different between a hearing person listening to music in their car when their passengers humming along happily and a deaf person listening to music in a car where a passenger is having like a might be like a headphone or an earmuff and they just can't hear the music very well. It's kind of like that. It's not loudness though. There are other things that I do get missed out on 
and uh, it just you miss out on the small nuances like the tone of voice and the richness of sound. End quote. I do sympathise with that a lot. Hearing this for me, it just amplifies everything, and it is better than before. But some people like it. Me personally, I don't find it very useful, but it's just there to kind of provide support. So I asked David then, what is the best thing about being deaf? And uh, this is what he said, quote, We can turn our hearing off. We don't have to listen to scary noises at night. We don't have to wear earplugs to house parties. And no, we'll still have earaches the next day. We don't have to pay attention to anything that bores us just by hearing it. We don't have to endure train or bus journeys with information about every single stop being piped into our brains. We just switch off. Which amazingly solves all those other things too. Or at least, I mean, they can completely cease to matter. Who would have thought it? End quote. <laughs> I like that. It's a good point. You know, you can just switch off and just have a moment of peace to yourself. I quite like that. Then the question to David is, what advice do you have for hearing people when they are around deaf people? And this is what he said, quote, Always be yourself. Just ask us for anything as we want to be inclusive as much as we can. We don't mind you tapping on our shoulder to get attention. You know, if we didn't hear you, we're not rude or ignoring you. Or you can just give us a way to, you know, attract attention and call attention to us as well. We like to communicate with anyone. You may learn something new like sign language or a new workout, so give it a shot. End quote. And then my last question to David is a bit more PT related, which is, what advice do you have for anyone who is listening that is, A, wants to go to the gym but is only able to have a hearing PT, and B, a deaf person who wants to be a PT as well? And this is what he said. My advice for you is to ask yourself, are you CEO, which is communicative, expressive, observant. If you are, you'll be fine because that will allow you to demonstrate workout clearly and explain in simple terms so you don't waffle too long just to make it scientifically clever. You're just being simple and direct. If you want to be a deaf personal trainer, the three things that I think you should have strong passion in gym and sport, clear communicator with a good sign language skill, and a great attitude and confidence is a very important skill for that as well. So if you fit one, two, and three, you'll be on your way to be a PT. End quote. And this is where we round it up, and I've asked David where he can, people can reach out and connect with him, and I'll put his contact details in the show notes in the link in the description as well and i hope you found that useful i hope that makes you think about how deaf pt can help you maybe in certain way they will have certain skills certain advantages over hearing pt you never know you just have to try it out as well and see what they can offer you and david is offering that as well and if you're someone who's deaf then you can check out his website where he is trying to create like an online course that allows you to access some kind of workout which is interpreted in sign language as well, not just by David, but a few other trainers as well at the Deaf Gym. So check it out as well. And thank you for listening or reading the transcript. I really, really appreciate it. And if you don't mind, I would love it if you can leave a review on where did you hear this podcast, whatever platform you use. 
leave a review let me know what you think and i will read it out and i really really appreciate it as well in the meantime i will speak to you soon take care thank you for listening to the hear me out cc podcast courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com